0: now connect fm sports puts every play under review with bob anderson dave glass and dave herzing
1: are you ready for some football we certainly are we'll take you through the nfl's schedule this week and make the first of our weekly game by game predictions
2: The Steelers have won three straight season openers. Will they make it four in a row? We'll talk to 49ers insider Peter Panacee to preview the matchup. Is the Penn State football team in for an historic
1: season? We'll talk about them and more in our Upon Further Review segment. I'm Dave Glass. And I'm
2: Bob Anderson. Stay tuned as we discuss these topics and more as we go Under Review, sponsored by Smith Lawn and Landscaping. On Connect FM, your only local news radio. All right, Dave, it's been 29 and a half weeks since the NFL season wrapped up in 2022 with the Chiefs hoisting the the Lombardi trophy and the wait is finally over and another meaningful game will be played tomorrow night. So let me tee up here right to start the show. Is this your favorite start of the season? Is the NFL your favorite beginning of a season?
1: I always always feel like I'm the Debbie Downer with these things. I I love the opening day of baseball. I'm a baseball guy at heart, so I, I can't say it's number one. But I think while opening day is probably my favorite for baseball opening weekend for football, I mean, you got Thursday and then Friday we have, you know, high school and then Saturday we're going to have Penn State and then Sunday you've got all these games and then Monday you've got a pretty good matchup too. So it is kind of neat. I was thinking about it the other day, you know, from now until basically the end of January. You're going to have football, football, football every Sunday. Oh, so. yeah,
2: yeah. Well, it's it's probably my favorite season anymore. I mean, I'm you know that I'm a big hockey fan, but the way the Penguins have been the last couple seasons, I just haven't been that excited. This year I probably will be, but um, definitely football. But I, I'm with you. I'm not as big of a baseball person, but I just love that time of year. So I just the feeling of spring, it, it's like a rebirth. After yeah, a long winter.
1: And, and and we've had this debate is April or October better. I think you can argue it either way. But you know, October, you got hockey starting football's in full swing, you got baseball playoffs.
2: Uh, so you know, we're coming into it here. And uh, I'm really excited. Well, before we get into some of the matchup this week with the Steelers and the 49ers, I, I need your help, Dave. I, I'm not a big gambler. I know you really don't do any. I used to, I used okay. to be a pretty,
1: you know, a pretty, a lot of gambling, um, okay. <laughs> not, not, not to the point where it was a problem, but I, I yeah. just basically moved away from that part of my life.
2: But well, yeah. now that it's easier, you can do it right from your phone. I just can't <laughs> help myself. So I've been, you know, doing FanDuel here for about a year or two, a couple years, really. I don't bet much, but one of the bets that I always make at the beginning of the season is a FanDuel promotion. So you can wager up to $50 on a team for the Super Bowl. And the nice thing about the promotion is that they give you $5 back for every game they win during the regular season, up to 10 games. So my goal and my strategy in this is to always make my money back. And then it's really a free bet from that point. All right, so um, I was looking at the odds for the teams to win the Super Bowl this year, and you'll probably not be surprised that Kansas City has the, uh, I guess, the lowest odds. They're plus 600 And Philly is at plus 800. The Bills are plus 900. I won't go through all of these, but you have to go all the way down to the 19th team to find the Steelers at plus 4,500. And uh, a $50 bet on the Steelers, if they were to win the Super Bowl, would win me $2,250, Dave. And I know in our text, you just briefly looked at it and you said you you thought that was the best value. Uh,
1: you know, leaving the fi- the $5 bonus recovery out of it, that does change the calculus a little bit, but okay. just on straight, um, you know, odds to win it, you know, you, you're talking about, you know, the, the straight odds say Kansas City's one out of six. I, You know, I would never take that bet because injuries happen, blah, blah, blah. You know, in terms of the top tier, you know, I, I do like Baltimore in there. I like Detroit a lot. Uh, plus 2100 but when you go the second page and you're getting plus 4500 and they're they're right there with new or they're at behind new orleans and tied with denver and just ahead of the giants you can't convince me that that the steelers are in that actually in that company from a talent perspective now a lot depends on Pickett, but it and and i do sound a little bit like a homer and i've kind of been i'm always kind of the one saying hey let's slow down here yeah. but yeah Man, plus forty five hundred, I would definitely take the Steelers. Now, if you combine combine that with needing to win ten games to get your money back essentially, uh, boy, I like Detroit a lot in that case. I okay. really like Detroit to get ten wins this year in that division.
2: Well, that's that's the thing that uh, you know, that I think about maybe the best route is to go an NFC team because the AFC is so loaded. Yeah. Um, you know, and you can probably win your money back if you find a good team.
1: And actually I'm going to, I'm almost, even though I said that and I agree with it, I just realized Jacksonville's plus 2,800 and that division is yes. so bad. Oh, it is They th- They could win 10 games by accident.
2: They, they could win six of those 10 games just in their own division. Yes, so yes. the Jaguars are not a bad bet either. I, I haven't placed the bet yet. I'm still going to sleep on it tomorrow. I have to make it before 8 30 PM tomorrow. But uh, I have thought of the Jaguars. I didn't think of the Lions, even though I'm supposedly a closet Lions fan. That's what my wife tells me. Um, Otherwise, I'm scrolling down this list. The only one that might tempt me a little bit is the Seahawks at plus 3,500. I kind of like them this year. Yeah,
1: you know, and it's funny. I was down on them. In fact, my son Jeremiah and I were arguing about this last night. He picked Geno Smith in his fantasy draft. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, have you looked at their wideouts? And I went and looked. I'm like... Oh, man.
2: Yeah. And they have great running backs. And, too. And,
1: and they had a deep draft. Remember yeah. all those draft picks they got from Denver? And oh, yeah. yeah man, I, it's like,
2: okay. Wait, did that turn out to be a lopsided trade?
1: Yeah, that's, that really worked out for them. And when I look at that division, it's, you know, look, San Francisco's got a great defense. I'm not saying that they're not good, but it's man, a two horse race. Yeah. In that I think, yeah, I think Seattle really could make some noise. And I, I, if you'd asked me that even three days ago, I wouldn't have been as high on them as I am now. So, uh, yeah, it's very, very interesting. And that's the thing about the NFL. Things change so quick. These careers don't last that long. Teams can rebuild very quickly. So, oh yeah, there's, you know, last year Detroit came out of nowhere. Who's going to be that team this year? We don't know. The Giants came out of nowhere last year. Who's yeah. going to be
2: the Giants this year? Well, I, well, we'll talk about it. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about this opening matchup here between the Steelers and the 49ers. Uh, I'm going to ask you the keys to the game and, and what you'll be watching for. But let me give you a little context first. It's been nearly a decade since the Steelers played a home opener. 2014 was the, was the last time for some perspective on that. Cam Hayward is the only remaining Steelers player from that, uh, from that game that is still on the roster. Um, well, that,
1: that speaks to how short NFL careers true. are. True. Yes, mean, it does. Yeah.
2: Now, I'm a little bit surprised that this game isn't actually at 425. It's not a Sunday night game. This is a big game here. Two good teams. The Steelers were 7-2 and two down the stretch in 2022. The Niners were a perfect 9-0 and oh and came a game within reaching the Super Bowl. Both teams have second-year quarterbacks. Their uh, first full season's at the helm. And they were both selected in the 2022 draft. Pickett was the first quarterback off the board. Purdy was the last, and he was the last pick overall. And both teams have great defenses. So what are you looking for in this in this game, Dave? Well,
1: I think you kind of hit on it a little bit there. It, a lot of it's going to have to do with, with those quarterbacks, you know, these young quarterbacks, who takes the leap, you know. Here's the thing. and and I know everybody's excited about Pittsburgh. we We liked their draft. We liked what we saw down the stretch from from Kenny Pickett. but but here's the bottom line. This team only scored three hundred and eight points last year. That is bottom ten, almost bottom five. The only teams that scored less than them were really, really, really bad teams, okay? Their offense was well below par. You look at San Francisco, uh, and it's a it's kind of a different story. I mean, they scored 450 points, and their defense only gave up 277. Pittsburgh's defense, and everybody thinks we have a good defense in Pittsburgh, gave up, I think, 340-plus. Hmm. So uh, the Niners were just a dominant force of nature until they lost all their quarterbacks and yeah. didn't have anybody in the playoffs. I actually thought that they they probably, if they had a healthy quarterback, were probably going to go to the Super Bowl or or really had a good show. That would have been a
2: good game for sure.
1: So So when I look at this— they didn't really lose that much. I mean, they're they're a stacked team. Um I think this is a heck of a test right out of the bat for the Steelers and I and I we'll talk about this more in a couple weeks. I always call the end of week 1 jump to conclusions week yes. because whether it's 1 and 0 or 0 and 1 it's either oh, we're so great or if you're 0 and 1, oh, it's the end of the world. Well, you know what? Lots of teams start 0 and 1. And I remember back I want to say it was an 05 when the Steelers were good and they lost their first week game badly and everybody was just oh they're terrible well, you know what it's just one game so i'm i'm hesitant to read too much into this because it is maybe the most talented team they're going to play all year other than cincinnati certainly i think the best defense they're going to play yeah um but it's it's going to be it's going to be very interesting and and you know if Pickett comes out and even is good but not great against this defense then that really
2: bodes well. That's a good sign if he is sometimes it's um, it's when you catch opponents too and I think the Steelers if you're going to take the 49ers opening week isn't a bad time to do it because first of all Nick Bosa will he be in the lineup Sunday we just saw that he signed that big deal but if he you know he hasn't been practicing he was holding out it's not like TJ Watt who was holding in that year. So will he be ready for the game? Will he play his full allotment?
1: Well, I think he'll play, but I'll bet he doesn't play 20 snaps because he's probably not – I mean, they're staying in your own condition and then there's game condition. They'll probably put him out there on third downs to to make pressure. But, yeah, I mean, obviously it would be the same thing with Watt out last year. You'd rather face the Steelers without Watt. You'd rather face them without Bosa. But um, certainly their defense isn't all Bosa. Well, and then
2: Brock Purdy's coming off that elbow surgery. That was a big surgery. Is he going to be back to form – you know, and, and have, have NFL defenses had the time now to figure him out, too. He came in late in the season, kind of took the league by storm. You know, I'm sure that the Steelers have studied him a lot. Uh, the one wild card for me is can the inside linebackers cover Christian McCaffrey or will he have a field day and, and will George Kittle play? Because I think that's another big factor in this game, too.
1: Yeah, I mean I saw Kittle was kind of iffy and, and if he doesn't play then I think you just put a safety on CMC out of the backfield. Maybe maybe Fitzpatrick comes down. Yeah, or down. something. Yep. Uh, you know, or, or put a, a you know, a nickel corner out there or do something because he he he's really an X factor. He's an amazing back. But you know the points you made about Purdy, I'm sure the 49ers are saying the same thing about Pickett. Hell it's yeah. like, "Oh, you know, maybe, you know, he, his numbers weren't that great no. overall last year, so it really if if Pickett doesn't make the leap and I'll put that in quotes, that everybody talks about, then this team is going to struggle to score points, I think. You know, Pittsburgh's line is still a question. They weren't that great last year. Um, You know, uh, our young stud offensive tackle is probably not going to start because they don't think he's ready yet. So uh, there are questions, but – we're not going to get all the answers this week win or lose we're not going to get all the answers
2: well we might not have the answers but our next guest might peter Panacey, will join us here a san francisco 49er insider when we return stay with us as we continue under review sponsored by smith lawn and landscaping on connect fm your only local news radio
3: here we go again the same old story you order the part online it's wrong when it arrives the car's torn apart and then the fun begins trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment. The kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you save money. And NAPA will get it right the first time. NAPA know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. NAPA, better here to serve you, our customers, NAPA Auto Parts, Dubois, Rockway, Brookville, and Climber.
4: Smith Timbering and consultants are experts at tree management and are looking for an energetic, reliable individual to join their team. They currently have an excellent opportunity for a full-time forestry technician to buy Mark and Cruz Standing Timber. They offer competitive pay with bonus incentives, health incentives, health insurance, and company vehicle. Associate's degree or higher in forestry required. Please email your resume or questions to Wes at smithtimbering.com. That's Wes at smithtimbering.com.
1: At Southern Air. Fly to
4: make
5: your day. Fly from Dubois to Washington, Dulles, or Pittsburgh and make seamless baggage connections to United, American, and Alaska Airlines. Book low fare tickets on iFlySouthern.com from Dubois to anywhere in the U.S., and your bags automatically transfer to your final destination. At
2: Southern Airways, we fly
5: to make your day. Go to iFlySouthern.com. It's Brian Kilmead.
6: Hi everyone, Brian Kilmeade here. Coming up on the next edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show, we'll have the biggest newsmakers, newsbreakers, and take a deep dive into news you care about. Whether it's breaking news, entertainment, politics, or sports, even pop culture, I'll bring you the latest developments with expert analysis from the big names you know and love. Plus, you never know who may stop by. That's all coming up on the next edition of the Brian Kilmeade Show.
3: Brian Kilmeade, weekday mornings at 9, 99.7 and 96.7. Connect FM.
7: Here's your Connect FM Tri-County Forecast. Cloudy skies, tonight with a chance for scattered storms. Lows around 65. Southwesterly winds, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Overcast, tomorrow, scattered thunderstorms likely. High temperatures reach up to 83. Scattered thunderstorms again, tomorrow night. Lows a off around 63. That's your Tri-County Forecast throughout the hour, throughout your busy day on Connect FM. Currently, it's 86.
0: What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814-372-1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports.
2: Welcome back to
0: Under Review. I'm Bob
2: Anderson, and he is Dave Glass. It's our pleasure to welcome to the show 49ers insider Peter Panacea, who covers the team from a variety of outlets, including Bleacher Report and Niners Noise. Peter, how excited are you for the new season, and what's the buzz like out there in San Francisco for this team?
8: Well, yeah, you, you picked a pretty good day to have me on. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I was here. wondering about whether or not 49ers would have Nick Bosa back in time for this week one contest here on Sunday against Pittsburgh. And, of course, for the last few weeks, there's been a lot of, I wouldn't call it negative buzz. Um, but in the wake of the Trey Lance trade and, and, and that whole thing falling apart and then Nick Bosa holding out, no deal getting done. It's kind of been, I won't call it total doom and gloom, but just kind of a disappointing off season. But at least Nick Bosa gets his deal, um, $170 million over five years and ex- an extension, the most expensive defensive player in NFL history now. Um, so that's a little bit of a bright spot. <laughs> now, cap ramifications, how the 49ers can manage all these top contracts over the next few years, that's another question, but – uh, nevertheless, that's a pretty good way to start the season, and it looks like he'll be ready to play on uh, on Sunday. Here,
2: well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. Do you think he'll be ready to play Sunday? I mean, I, I know that he was holding out. I'm sure he keeps himself in great shape, but you know, there is a new defensive coordinator in San Francisco. So, how does this how does this play out for Sunday?
8: So, I'll read a quote from from Kyle Shanahan um, who, who said this literally just minutes after news broke that the extension was, was being signed, but he said, uh, he said of Bosa that, quote, he'd have to have a beer belly or be out of shape or something, which <laughs> is not in Bosa's DNA, end quote. So it sounds like, at least according to Kyle Shanahan, that Bosa will be out there. And with the new defensive coordinator in Steve Wilkes, um, he's primarily a, a defensive back guy, so there might be a little bit more blitzing. There might be, you know, some different types of schemes in the back end within the secondary. Um, but as far as that front seven, you're probably not going to see too many changes. Steve Wolke has come out and said as much that he doesn't really want to tweak what's already working, especially within that 49ers front seven. So uh, he, Bosa's workout regimen is pretty top notch. Yeah, I'm no personal trainer or anything, but I probably, out of all the 49ers, <laughs> out there, the one player I wouldn't worry about being in game day shape would be Bosa.
1: So I wanted to talk to you about some of the other players. You've got two at least looking on ESPN that show is questionable, and then George Kittle and Jake Moody. Have, do you have any updates? Are, are either of them expected to miss the game, or is this just a sort of precautionary thing?
8: So both were limited in practice today, so that's better than, than not being able to practice. Uh, Moody, of course, is interesting because uh, the 49ers, they have another kicker on the practice squad, so that's potential call-up right there. Um, and then George Kittle has always kind of been banged up over his career, and it's pretty common for him to miss a few games each season. Uh, he's dealing with a groin injury right now, um, and one of the things that general manager John Lynch said um, a little bit ago just before we got kind of planning for week one here was that uh that Kittle's kind of always dealing with this sort of injury, but once he gets past it, he's usually done with it for the rest of the season. So he might just be at that point. The fact that both were limited in practice is a good sign. I I, I would assume that once we get the practice reports from Thursday and Friday, we'll have a better idea, but at least right now it's looking like we'll probably be pretty good to go.
1: You know, as I, I looked I was prepping for this and I kind of looked at last year's numbers and I, I you know, everybody remembers kind of the debacle that happened in the playoffs where you guys ran out of quarterbacks and it was such an unfortunate thing. But before that, and everybody knows you have a good defense, you know, you only gave up, I think, 277 points, but you scored 450. This is not a one-dimensional team. So are are you excited? Do you think this team can repeat that sort of performance with a full season of Brock Purdy?
8: Yeah, and I'll tell you what the, the, the magic marker is here, and that's going to be Christian McCaffrey. So for the first half of last year the 49ers had a good defense but the offense struggled and uh gosh for a while there was averaging I think just 20 points a game and and it was a tough sled for the 49ers until Christian McCaffrey came along and after that the Niners offense averaged 10 more points per game because of McCaffrey's presence so uh you know Brock Purdy one of the things that special about him I mean he's not gonna wow you with arm strength he's pretty athletic you know he can escape pressure and move in and out of the pocket okay Um, but he's pretty quick with his reads you know his accuracy maybe it is what it is but he's pretty quick with his reads he plays Kyle Shanahan's offense so if he just plays at that same level that you saw last season which was a, a good quarterback maybe not elite maybe not someone who's at you know tier one but good then that's great. You know, and then the rest of the 49ers offense will hum, especially if Christian McCaffrey can be that sort of X factor that takes pressure off. Everyone else takes pressure off George Kittle, Devo Samuel, uh, of course, McCaffrey, even the offensive line to, to, to a large degree. So if McCaffrey stays healthy and delivers, then yeah, that offense can be just as potent as it was a year ago.
1: And, and, and I have one more question before I throw it back to Bob. And it, it, it's so interesting the way you look at Brock Purdy, I think, is the way we Steeler fans look at Kenny Pickett. You know, he doesn't have to be elite. He just has to be good, take care of the ball, make the, make the good throws that, that, you know, be accurate, make the good reads. What, do you, what, do you, what are you hearing in San Francisco about Pittsburgh? What, what do you see as, as the keys from, you know, from the Pittsburgh side to this
8: game? Honestly, the way I always look at this, and having done this for a number of years, is it's just going to be Mike Tomlin. I don't care what the Steelers roster is at any given time. You know, Kenny Pickett is 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 new, relatively speaking. He finished strong last year, um, but it's Mike Tomlin having those guys prepared. And and even when the Steelers have had ho hum rosters, you just know that Tomlin has those guys prepared, especially with as much prep that can go into a Week One game. So, to me, the biggest X factor is going to be the um, I guess, the game of coaching chess between Kyle Shanahan and Mike Tomlin. If you want to find something that will be fun to watch, that should be it. Um, you know, Najee Harris is dangerous on the ground. The 49ers had some problems with uh, run defense during the preseason. Granted, a few starters were playing, and Nick Bosa is a pretty good run defender, too. He's not just a pass rusher. Um, so that was a bit of in, you know a bit of intrigue right there. Um, it'll be interesting to see which team's offensive line is shakier. That's <laughs> you know, that's it's, it's kind of one thing. I know the 49ers went through some you know, major changes up front over the last couple of years, including losing right tackle Mike McGlinchey to free agency the, you know, this this offseason. But uh, yeah, to me, it's just going to be that coaching chess game, and you know both quarterbacks who have a lot of similar skill sets. Uh, with some, you know, offensive firepower at the skill position, uh, pass rushers in and TJ Watt, Nick Bosa, you know, those two are the premier guys. That's going to be fun to watch, but yeah, it's gonna come back to the coaches and, uh, who out coaches the other, which is always fun.
2: We're talking to Peter Panacy, a 49ers insider here. So speaking of, uh, the defense, Javon Hargrave is a guy we're familiar with here in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, what type of impact do you expect him to have on that defense this year?
8: So I read an article by one of my former colleagues. Um, This was done, I believe, by Nicholas McGee, who writes pretty much like a bunch of different places like I have over the years. But uh, he equated Hargrave to the Niners defense, like Christian McCaffrey was to the offense, the player who could unlock everything um, by basically just creating so much interior havoc right? Like he did, you know, like he's done over the years, not just last year, but, uh, that opposing teams really kind of have to pick their poison up front with the 49ers. Obviously Nick Bosa is a superstar. Everybody knows that, uh, Eric Armstead, uh, is, you know, the other defensive tackle who's kind of unsung, underrated, not really discussed when he's healthy. He's really good. He does a lot of the dirty work. And then so Hargrave, Armstead and Bosa, I mean, who do you block out of that bunch? Um, so it's going, to be, it's going to be fun to watch him do this. Let's just say that. I remember a number of years ago when the 49ers had uh, Justin Smith and Alden Smith. And uh, Justin Smith was the guy eating up two or three blockers at any one time, freeing up everything for Alden Smith. Uh, I don't know if it'll be that extreme, but it could very well be close to that. So, uh, yeah, 49ers defensive line, once again, the strength. A little worried about the depth, but nevertheless, it's, uh, it's going to be a potent unit, unit there with Hargrave anchoring that center.
1: I have one question, kind of, a, I'm a Penn State grad, we're, we're right here in this middle of Penn State country, and you guys traded up to get Jair Brown, and I know he's not starting, I know he's, he's second on the depth chart, but can you talk a little bit about what you've seen from him in training camp, and has uh, he shown promise?
8: Yeah, super stoked about him. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I remember uh, going into – well, it's always draft season. Going into draft season, uh, doing a number of scouting reports and, and, and write-ups, and he was a player that I just came back to a lot and just thought to myself, gosh, if 49ers can get their hands on this guy, he is going to be something worthwhile having. So, um Eager to learn from everything that I've read and seen and heard. Uh, Very versatile. You know, you can plug him into a number of positions across the backfield. Especially if you're a rookie, that's going to help. Now, granted, you might want to tailor your strength into one specific area. But nevertheless, versatility is good. Eager to learn. Very physical. Um, Isn't afraid to get dirty. And had some really nice open field plays during the preseason that were kind of in front of everybody to watch. Um, right now, he's not going to unseat uh, free safety to Sean Gibson. Um, Gibson's a veteran; he's here on one more, you know, one-year deal. Uh, played well last year, uh, but I think the intention for Jair Brown is going to be that long-term replacement. And so we're going to step into that starting role uh, a year from now. It'll be well observed. He's, he's a promising young player, and I think everybody is really pleased with him out there.
2: Uh, last one for you, Peter, and we got about a minute left. Uh, now I'm going to put you on the spot. Make your prediction who's going to win this game and what do you see as a final score?
8: <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I can try to be polite and be a nice guest. Um, you know, week one games are always weird and that's the thing that's just so odd. I remember what was it 2016, the 49ers dominated Was it Minnesota in week one, and then they lost every other game, but one for the rest of the season. So yeah, um, yeah, let's see. Well, I do think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think that you're probably, the over-under, I think is like, what, 40?
2: If I remember right. Yeah, I think it was 40 and a half, yep.
8: Yeah, yeah. So (laughs) I'm not going to advise betting, but if it were up to me, I'd probably go with the under. Um, So I would say maybe something like, 20 to 13 49ers and just because hey I got to do this 49ers guy sorry to come on and, and be that guy no, but
4: yeah
1: I would if I were you you guys were a great team it, last year it,
8: <laughs> just 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 going with a low scoring game thinking that Kyle Shanahan's offense is uh, it, it takes a few weeks to get really into you know into rhythm um, and I'm gonna expect uh, a, a lot of a lot of the ground game from the Steelers so not a lot of high-flying aerial pack Um just that's, that's what I would think would happen here. So 20 to 13 49ers. That's my prediction. We'll see how it
2: goes. All right, Peter, well, you were a great guest. We really appreciate you taking the time. Enjoy the game Sunday.
8: Absolutely. Thank you all for having me on. Looking forward to chatting
2: sometime soon. Sure thing. When we return, we'll talk you take you through the other week one games on the schedule and make our game by game predictions under review is sponsored by Smith lawn and landscaping. We'll be right back.
3: Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment. The kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa will get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa. Better here to serve you, our customers, Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Rockway, Brookville, and Climber.
6: Get ready for a spooky evening at People's Natural Gas Field with the Brews and Booze Party from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturday, October 7th. We will be opening... Ah. Yeah, right. The stadium for you to come in and get food and beverages all among the creepy, crawly, and webby decorations through the main concourse thanks to Imaginarium Sanitarium. Plus, we will have live musical entertainment with Zach Grace starting at 4 and Shallow 9 starting at 6.15. Everyone is invited to attend in their best Halloween outfits, including the little ones in their favorite costumes. You don't have to wait until the stroke of midnight because tickets are available right now by calling 877-99-CURVE in person at the People's Natural Gas Field box office or online at AltoonaCurve.com. Plus, you'll get this Frankenstein of a deal. Take your and bruising- booze ticket over to the Haunting at Skyline Hollow at Lakemont Park for $10 off admission. Trick or treat yourself with Brews and Booze and the Altoona Curve on Saturday, October 7th from 4pm to 8pm with food, drinks, Zach Grace and Shallow 9. It will be the most spectacular event of the season, so don't miss out. It's going to be a fabulous fantastic party. Keeping your eye on the ball is the key to playing sports well.
7: Let Wise Eyes coach you into sturdy shatter and contact-resistant eyewear. Whether your child plays sports, you love extreme sports,
3: or you work in hazardous construction zones, you need sharp vision while protecting your eyes.
7: Dr. Lineski is a leader in clinical eye care and takes the time to explain your eye test results.
3: Proud to support local sports programs, Wise Eyes has served our community for over 20 years. Common
7: drive to Boys and at MyWiseEyes.com.
5: I'm Dan Kennard with your Connect FM local youth sports beat sponsored by Wise Eyes at the Du Commons and Dr. Greg Lineski. Let's recap week two of the 2023 high school football season for District 9 last Friday. It was a great game. Brockway nipping Dubois 14-13. That game went into overtime before the winner was decided. Other games involving our District 9 teams. Brookville fell to Struthers, Ohio 48-7. It was Forest Hills beating the Clearfield Bison 22-13. The Kerwinsville Golden Tide losing to Winbur last Friday 42-7. Punxsutawney crushed Kane 57-6, and it was Monotol with a 34-14 win over Elk County Catholic, while St. Mary's doubled up on Ridgeway 28-14. Here is the Week 3 schedule for District 9 teams that we're interested in. Brockway now at 2-0. The Rovers will be hosting Cowder's Friday night. Dubois will be playing at Northern Bedford. Keystone plays at Brookville. Clearfield hosting Phillipsburg Olciola. Cartwinsville has a date with Mount Union at Mount Union Friday night. Pugsitawny, now 2 0, will be playing at Red Bank Valley, also 2 0. Carn City plays at Ridgeway. St. Mary's is hosting Kane, and Elk County Catholic will face 2 0 Bucktail at Bucktail. Checking the District 9 high school soccer scoreboard in games on Tuesday. Boys matches. Brockway lost to Clarion Limestone 7-2. Carn City doubled up on Brookville 6-3. It was Elk County Catholic with a 4-0 shutout over Countersport, And Port Allegheny shut out Ridgeway by that same score 4-0. In girls matches on Tuesday, Brookville a 3-1 winner over Elk County Catholic. Clearfield shut out Central Cambria 7-9. A big shutout of Kane over Punxsutawney. Lady Chucks losing that one 12 to nothing. And Port Allegheny was a 1-0 winner over Ridgeway. That close one was decided in overtime. And in District 9 High School Girls Volleyball on Tuesday, Dubois Central Catholic put up a three sets to none win over Ridgeway. It was Punxsutawney over AC Valley by that same 3-0 mark. Brockway fell to Sheffield three sets to none. It was Bald Eagle area 3 0 over Clearfield. Moshannon Valley beat Kerwinsville three sets to one. It was Elk County Catholic with a 3 0 win over Johnsonburg. And St. Mary's downed Kane three to one on Tuesday. And that's this week's local youth sports speed on Connect FM, sponsored by Dr. Great Lineski and Wise Eyes at the Du Commons.
0: What's your call? This is Under Review on Connect FM. You can call Bob, Dave, and Dave at 814 372 1420. Join the chat on their Facebook page by searching Under Review Sports.
2: Welcome back to Under Review. Dave, I'm excited for this segment because we are going to make our game by game predictions. We're going to make this a staple of the show moving forward through the NFL season, and we'll keep track of our records to see how bad we are at this. Uh, like we were saying at the break, one thing you can bet on, there will be a lot of different um, upsets this week. Especially in week one. Yes. Uh, yeah. So there's no, we're not doing the spreads here, but I'll mention them nonetheless just to see what Vegas is thinking. And we'll save the Steelers for the end, so and we'll make our score predictions then. We're also each going to take one lock of the week. That'll be our survivor poll pick, and we'll see who outlasts the competition here. So let's get into it. Starting tomorrow night, the Lions at Chiefs. We'll let you go first. We'll alternate back and forth, Dave. Okay, well, first
1: I have to put it. give a shout-out to Dave Herzing, who uh, is a, such a family man. He had to go coach his kid at the very last minute. Um, but family first, we, we love that about, about D. But he sent me his picks, and I did my picks before he did his. So um, – so I picked Kansas City. Uh, he also picked Kansas City. My I almost went with Detroit because six oh. and a half is a big, big number. But And both these teams have tremendous offenses, and I'm worried about Kelsey. Well, we're not picking the spread. I know. Oh, okay. But yeah. when I see that, I just think that... Oh, it that, makes you think. Okay. It just makes me wonder a little bit. And I think it's too much. And I know it's straight up. I know we're picking straight up. But I just at some point you wonder if Kansas city is going to just not even care about the regular season because it's almost like the Dodgers in baseball. It's like all that matters is January. So, but I think, you know, they're getting their ring, you know, they're,
2: it's their first game since they won. It's a big deal. Thursday night,
1: Kansas city for both, uh, Herzing and myself.
2: All right. Well, I really wanted to pick the lions here. I've I've gone back and forth, but here's, Here's the problem with this. Andy Reid is eight and one in an ho- opener since joining the Chiefs in 2013. You know what he's like coming off a bye, and so you give him a whole off season to prepare. Uh, Travis Kelsey's questionable. I don't know if he'll play, but I'm gonna take the Chiefs just because I don't want to look like a hot take guy right off the bat. Uh, I do like the Lions to cover that spread, though. In fact, I bet that already. Um, all right. So the Panthers at Falcons, I'll go first this time. The Falcons are three and a half point favorites. The over under is 39 and a half. I'm going with the Falcons. Both teams have big questions at quarterback, but Desmond Ritter, I like a little bit more. He has a little bit of experience, and I'm not a big fan of that Panthers O-line. Atlanta has great weapons and they're at home. Well, and, uh, D agreed with you. Herzing also took Atlanta.
1: I took Carolina because, I don't believe in Atlanta at all. I didn't like their draft. I don't understand taking a running back when they had all these other needs. And uh, I I think Bryce Young, he's going to
2: struggle. He's a rookie, but I, I think he'll make just enough plays. Okay, I don't know who he's going to throw to. That's the big problem. Well, yeah. Texans at Ravens. The Ravens are 10-point favorites, 43-and-a-half over under. Dave, what do you think? This is my lock of the week uh, for two
1: reasons. One, I, I think Houston's just horrible. Uh, Baltimore is it, well, the later it goes, the less I trust Baltimore because they get beat up. They play such a physical style. Demar Jackson—he runs a lot, but right now he's fresh, he's ready to go. So they're my lock of the week, and uh, they're Herzing also took
2: Baltimore. All right. Well, I I thought about that as my lock of the week. I'm going to save the Ravens though, which is probably a bad idea. But uh, I'm not a believer in Houston, and I I'm really excited to see this Ravens new look offense. I'm taking the Ravens as well. Okay. Bengals at Browns. This is one of the best games on the schedule, I think. I'll go first this time. The Browns are home dogs. The Bengals are favored by two and a half. The question is, which Deshaun Watson are we going to see? And which Joe Burrow are we going to see? Because he didn't play throughout the preseason. I think that he's going to look a little bit rusty like he did last year. And uh, what happens the first time he's pressured by Miles Garrett coming off the edge? I'm going with the Browns in this one.
1: Well, both uh, D and I took Cincinnati. Uh, to me, Joe Burrow's the man until he proves otherwise. Uh, Cleveland is Cleveland until they prove otherwise. And look, first, that, this would not be a shocking upset. If Cleveland wins this game, I would chalk that up like the, the game last year when Pittsburgh beat them. But, yeah, that's where we're at.
2: All right, Jaguars at Colts. The Jags are four-and-a-half-point favorites, 45 and a half over under, Dave. This, this line is weird to me. Indianapolis is
1: horrible. All right. They don't have their running back. Their quarterback has played, what, 10 total games in college as a quarterback or something. And, and Jacksonville finished strong with a winning record. This line is strange Yeah, that to is me. odd. It, it, it should feels be bigger like a trap, than this. Doesn't it? It does. But I, I, you know what? I'm falling into it. We both took Jacksonville.
2: Well, I'm falling right in with you. I'm expecting an explosive offense from the Jaguars, and I'm expecting a not explosive offense from the Colts. All right, so the Buccaneers at Vikings, shout out to my father-in-law, Mike Mayers, who's a big Vikings fan, and I'm going with his Vikings. Uh, not so much because I think the Vikings are great, it's because I think the Buccaneers are just that bad. Baker Mayfield, that's all I need to say. Vikings, I'll take them, and I'll take the spread too.
1: All three of us took the Vikings, and and, and look, again, it's NFL, anything could happen, but this one seems like a pretty obvious, especially with Minnesota at home, that you would not go against them.
2: All right, so it, this is one that I went back and forth on many times. I just changed it at the commercial break. I'll probably regret this, but the Titans at Saints. The Saints are three-point favorites.
1: Well, uh, I took the Saints because I'm a I'm a car fan. I think he had a bad situation out there in Vegas. I think you know it's kind of like Drew Brees. You move, you get a new start, lease on life. Um, and I don't like. I'm not sure what Tennessee is is which which direction they're going. You know, last year was a bad year for them. Uh, So both D and I took the Saints.
2: All right. I took the Saints too. I really wanted to take the Titans. I I believe in their head coach. I think Derek Henry will be fresh, as fresh as he'll be, obviously. But I do like the Saints. I like Derek Carr. Alvin Kamara's probably, he's not playing in this game, but they still have quite a few weapons. Um, So I'll take the Saints as well at home. Cardinals at Commanders. I'm taking the Commanders, by the way. They're seven-point favorites. Um, So they are my lock of the week this week. And it's not, again, that I believe in the commanders. It's because I think the Cardinals are just terrible. In fact, my survival strategy might be to bet against whoever the Cardinals are playing week to week. So uh, the commanders, they have a new owner. They have a new offensive coordinator. To me, that means lots of optimism. And the Cardinals, they might not win a game this year. They're tanking for Caleb Williams.
1: Yeah, they're going to be pretty bad. But um, and all three of us took Washington. I will say that D also took them as his lock of the week. So uh, you both we might win all. Yeah, right. If Arizona wins, I win. I win Survivor, baby.
2: Yeah. All right. So we got the Packers at Bears. This is another toughie for me. You're up, Dave.
1: I'll tell you what th- this could be the most entertaining game of the week in the sense that I'm not sure what either of these teams really are right and this is a huge rivalry game it's, it's been this way for 100 years literally I think almost 100 years and you know Green Bay's kind of you know Jordan Love how good is he you know Fields how you know we saw last year he was hit and miss I, both D and I took Chicago I mainly took it because it was in Chicago if it had been the Green Bay I'd have probably taken Green Bay
2: all right well the bears are one and a half point favorites in this one the packers have owned the bears with Rodgers, but of course things have changed here bears finished with the worst record in a year last year but the optimism is up for them i'm going with the packers though i like their defense better and i think they find a way to get it done all right we got the raiders at the broncos broncos are favored by four i'll be honest here dave i don't like either of these teams but I'm going to go with the Broncos. Um, they're at home. Sean Payton's the new um, coach, and, and I think he'll help Russell Wilson. And I, I'm just really down on that Raiders team.
1: If, if he doesn't help Russell Wilson, then Russell Wilson has no chance. Um, I'll say that. And Russell Wilson, how the mighty have fallen. We don't really have time to go into that. But both D and I took Vegas. Um, I don't really know why other than for me it was Garoppolo they you're right they have no business winning this game they have a good defense but denver is just not very good either so i mean i wasn't impressed with denver at all last year so this is one of those you know the the opposite of some of these other games i I probably won't watch two seconds of this game because i don't think it's going to be very good football
2: i'm with you there uh the dolphins at chargers your turn to go first the chargers are three point favorites here
1: well i man i i like their quarterback um And I, anytime you get these, these teams going across the country, especially the West coast, it seems to be a little bit more of a problem. So I did both D and I both took the chargers Um, should be an interesting game.
2: Yeah. I'm going with the chargers too. This could be an offensive explosion game. Uh, Whoever has the ball last might win this one. Mm -hmm. I regret I don't have any player from either team on any of my fantasy teams. I have two teams. Uh, Again, the dolphins are traveling cross country. I'm going to go with the, the home team here. The Eagles are taking on the Patriots in Foxborough. The Eagles are favored by four. Uh, for me, the Eagles are the clear winner. Well, I'm taking the Eagles. Maybe not the clear winner. You can't say that anytime a team travels to New England. Uh, but uh, it's Super Bowl or bust for the Eagles. I love their defensive line. They'll probably be able to neutralize New England's run game. Patriots will make it ugly, though.
1: Yeah, this is another one of these, you know, New England home three and a half dog at home. That again, if we were going with spread, I would really give this a hard look. All three of us took Philly, but this is another one. This wouldn't surprise me as a week one Belichick special. You know, just maybe a you know thirteen to seven game or something. Rams at Seahawks. Uh, the Seahawks are favored
2: by five and a half
1: uh d and i both took seattle a- again this seems that that line seems lo- the rams were bad last year yeah, they were
2: really bad division game though
1: yeah and seattle i'm I, you know and we talked about this before we went on air i'm more up on seattle than i was even a week ago uh so yeah we both took seattle and i'm interested to see that battle later in the year
2: i'm with you no cooper cup by the way i don't think playing this week so he went to have another exam on his hamstring I, I that doesn't look good no without
1: him that should be a seven point Game, yeah, I think but
2: Cowboys at Giants Sunday night football the Cowboys are favored on the road here by three and a half so the question for me is was this Giants run a fluke last year I love the Waller edition and I don't feel great about the Cowboys without Kellen Moore so I'm gonna go with the Giants here even though they've lost the last two home games to the Cowboys
1: yeah I would have never thought that all three of us would take the Giants in this game but we did. Wow! Independently, we took all, all three. We we agreed on far more games than we didn't so far.
2: All right. Well, uh, I I like to take some upsets there. Bills at Jets Monday Night Football, Dave.
1: Well, I took Buffalo. At, I Look, I've I've made it clear my thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. I think this is a hail mary play that's probably going to fall short for the Jets. Uh, Buffalo. Everybody forgets because of the way the season ended. Buffalo was really good last year, and I you know I know they struggled in preseason. I've Everybody knows I don't pay any attention to that. Buffalo's good until they prove to me they're not.
2: Well, I I find it interesting that... Oh, and D D took the Jets. Okay, MetLife Stadium hosts the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not feeling too good about the Bills this year. I just have a bad feeling. I'm going to take the Jets. Um, I, I I have a feeling about them this year. All right, so the 49ers at Steelers, we saved this one for last. I know we predicted this earlier, but are you changing your thoughts on this? The Steelers are two and a half point underdogs at home.
1: Look, San Francisco, we talked about it, you know, with with Peter, that they were really good. They were an elite team last year and they finished so strong. I I'm going with them. Uh, you know, I hate to be that way, but and I think it's no shame if you lose this game. I mean, if you get blown out 40 to nothing, it is that's bad. But if you lose 20 to 17, eh, you know, it's week one.
2: I'm going to say the Steelers win this game. I predicted them earlier, and I'm going to stick with it. Uh, Kittle's questionable. A rusty Brock Purdy. Uh, Bosa's, you know, how much is he going to play? So I will take the Steelers at home, and uh, 23 to 17 is my final score.
1: Well, I, I guess I would probably say 20 to 20 to 14 maybe something like that low scoring I would take the under
2: okay well we both took the under it's 40 and a half so mine just barely fit in all right so that segment went quick we made it through when we return we're going to talk a little bit of penguins and some college football stay tuned as we continue under review on connect fm sponsored by smith lawn and landscaping
5: I'm Dan Kennard with Tri-County Insider News here's what's happening A man who was wanted on several arrest warrants in the Tri-County area has been found and arrested in Clearfield. The Clearfield Regional Police say they received a tip that 37-year-old Jeffrey Bells was at a Nickel Street apartment building. When police arrived at the scene, Bells allegedly tried to escape from the building through a rear window, but he was captured and quickly taken into custody. Bells is currently lodged in the Clearfield County Jail and a five-hour DUI checkpoint set up in Clearfield County over the Labor Day weekend resulted in five arrests by the state police. Troopers report that three of the arrests were for DUI, and there were two criminal arrests made between 10 o'clock Sunday night and 3 a.m. Monday. State police also say they wrote 22 traffic citations and gave 39 warnings during the Labor Day checkpoint. That's Tri-County Insider
3: News. Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins. trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment, the kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you saved money. At Napa, we'll get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa, better here to serve you, our customers, Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Rockway, Brookville, and Climber.
7: Here's your Connect FM Tri-County Forecast. Cloudy skies, tonight, with a chance for scattered storms. Lows around 65, southwesterly winds, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Overcast, tomorrow, scattered thunderstorms likely, high temperatures reach up to 83. Scattered thunderstorms again, tomorrow night, lows of a around 63. That's your Tri-County Forecast throughout the hour, throughout your busy day, on Connect FM. Currently,
0: it's 86. Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing.
2: Welcome back to Under Review. Uh, Dave, I'm going to let you pick where we start in this segment. Uh, We can go with the Penguins or college football. Where do you want to start?
1: Oh, I'll start with college football. I mean, I know that's kind of my... All right, I'll sit down and
2: let you know (laughs) let
1: me know when it's over and i'll come back (laughs) well did you watch the penn state game
2: i actually watched a little bit of that game yeah drew Aller looked good
1: Aller was fantastic i think i mean everybody that's you know i can't add much analysis other than he you know everybody saw the throws he made he looked like every bit the five-star quarterback that that people thought he would be um I thought the skill positions, we were clearly superior by and large. So there's a lot of things to like there. In the second half, I liked the offensive line. In the first half, I'm just going to say I did not like the offensive yeah. line. I thought a couple times they got absolutely bowled over. I didn't like the interior run defense one little bit. I'm sure Jim Harbaugh and Michigan and also Ohio State were watching that film like, hmm, look at that interior line defense. I think we have a chance there. So this schedule after this is so soft for the next few weeks. I mean, in Delaware, they'll probably that they, they could name the score this week. I probably won't even watch it, but um, it, it really is going to be if they can avoid any big letdowns i mean we saw clemson last night blow it against duke so you can't take anything for granted but if they if they take care of what they should take care of it's going to come down to two games
2: michigan ohio state well let me ask you this i saw at the end of the game that penn state went for that touchdown did you like that i have no problem with that for two reasons number one it was the backups okay backups are allowed
1: to play too you know, they shouldn't just have to kneel on the ball. And number two, if you're going to have a system where, you know, you're using formulas and computers, uh, you know, prognostications and equations to figure out who the best teams are, then point differential matters. That's a good point. Okay. And they want to get in the playoffs. And, you know, by the way, everybody's talking about a 31, 17 game where they scored to make it 38, 17. I saw where, um, uh, Oregon put 81 up on the board and I don't see anybody talking about that I mean that to me was egregious you know right. if you get to if that game would have been 50 to 17 and we'd have scored i had been like come on guys that's a little much but I do think these things matter and if as long as they do matter you have to play to that and you know what if they'd have done it to us I'd have said there, yeah we should have stopped them that's my other thing the the Big time division one football is this close to being professional. It's not, but it's, you know, they got these, you know, NIL deals now and all this money, you know, make stop, you know, make a play. I don't know what to say.
2: Did you want to talk more about college football? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, what did you think about that that touchdown at the well,
2: end? Well, you convinced me. I mean, honestly, when it comes to college football, it's it's subjective who makes the playoffs. So you really need to make every you know, every way that you can to stand out, you got to do it. And I, I, I agree with you there. At first I thought it was a little bit of, you know, kind of poor sportsmanship, but, but I think you make a good point.
1: Well, yeah. So other, otherwise in college football, there wasn't, I mean, there there was a great game uh, Sunday with LSU and Florida state where, uh, you know, Florida state made a heck of a statement. Um, I guess I will, I'll, I'll save a little bit for the hashtag get lost, but you know, the ACC picking up two West Coast teams is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, it, it, at what point? The Big Ten has 18 schools, and the Atlantic Coast Conference has Pacific schools. It's like cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. I don't get it. Did you get swept up in primetime mania? You know, I got to give him credit. Um, that that was a heck of a win. He is he's put himself on on the map. Um, you know that that had been a terrible team let's see what happens from here but i'm I'm happy for him i'll tell you what
2: if he keeps this up he could he could name his spot i mean yeah yeah all right so uh let's i, I just want to get this in about some hockey i'm going through with, with <laughs> withdrawal from hockey and the penguins have made big changes on the ice this off season but they're also making big changes off the ice and one that came over the weekend here is the shake up in the broadcast booth steve Mears and bob airy are out Ari had been in the booth for 22 years. Mears took over in 2017 doing play-by-play. The expected move is that Josh Getzoff will move to the TV booth, and not sure what exactly is going to happen. Maybe Phil Bork or Colby Armstrong or both will be his sidekick, but your thoughts on the shakeup here, Dave? Uh,
1: First of all, I mean, they they have the right to do whatever they want to do with their broadcast team, and I know, you know – you know, Fenway Sports just took it over and basically absorbed that, you know, AT&T Sportsnet. And, and to an extent, that's fine. I What I think is really terrible about this is the timing of it. And, and Bob Arie touched on this. I saw an interview he did just the other day. He knows it's a business but to cut these folks loose in September everything is already spoken for there are no jobs available in the NHL broadcasting
2: right I now I think he'll be all right though
1: well eventually i will yeah. find something this year and something will pop up next year but if you're going to make this move make it in may you know make it in june give these guys a, a fair chance to find work or and 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 if this happened and i didn't know about it I, I will take this back but otherwise cover their contract for this year if you don't want them in the booth at least don't just throw them out in the cold and i know they're not probably hurting for, i don't know what their contracts are but it's just, it, it, it's one of the few things Fenway has done that I'm like,
2: eh, that's that's not really cool to do this now. Well, you make a good point about the timing of it. But honestly, for me, both of them needed to go. Um, <laughs> well, you're harsh. <laughs> yeah, well, me- I'm sorry, but I thought Mears was pretty vanilla. And Bobby er- was pretty, you know, quirky. And I think he sort of lost his edge a little bit as time went on. I think Getzhoff is really good, and I've always liked Borky on the air, too, and if Colby joins them too, that'd be a nice little trifecta there.
1: But, and I don't want any of my statements to be anything against the old 2 9 or against Josh Getzhoff, who I think can be and probably will be a fantastic TV play-by-play guy. And by the way, I do play-by-play in a lot of other sports. I can't fathom doing it in hockey. It is so fast. Yes. I, I know I wouldn't be able to keep up I'll with stick it. To so, baseball a little big league baseball, and, and I can handle football, but when those guys are changing and, you know, just trying to keep the numbers straight in your heads, I mean, for the home team, that's one thing, but yeah. the visitors, but we we digress, but yeah, I, I'm not crazy about it, but you know what? It's a business. We move on.
2: All right. Well, we're going to move on to uh, stay with us as we continue under review sponsored by Smith land and lawn and landscaping. We'll be right back after these messages.
3: Here we go again, the same old story. You order the part online, it's wrong when it arrives, the car's torn apart, and then the fun begins trying to send it back. In the meantime, your wife is missing her hair appointment. The kids need to, well, you know the rest of the story, and you think you save money. And Napa will get it right the first time. Napa know-how is on your side with expert customer service and parts that meet or exceed manufacturer's standards. Napa. Better here to serve you, our customers, Napa Auto Parts, Dubois, Rockway, Brookville, and Climber.
4: Smith Timbering and consultants are experts at tree management and are looking for an energetic, reliable individual to join their team. They currently have an excellent opportunity for a full-time forestry technician to buy Mark and cruise standing timber. They offer competitive pay with bonus incentives, health incentives, health insurance, and company vehicle. Associate's degree or higher in forestry required. Please email your resume or questions to Wes at smithtimbering.com. That's Wes at smithtimbering.com.
6: Altoona has a rich baseball history, which includes multiple Major League Baseball players, but only one still holds multiple records. One man whose records will probably never, ever be broken. One man whose name echoes down the hall of baseball immortality. One man who is considered the worst ever baseball player in history, John Gokunel. Well, we're going to salute John on the final game of the season on Sunday, September 10th, and we're going to give away a limited edition Altoona Curve baseball card featuring him to the first 1,000 fans thanks to AON Pro Wrestling and Eclipse Pro Wrestling. He might be considered the worst ever player, but he still did have some career highlights and was a productive citizen of Altoona following his baseball career as a city policeman and bartender. Now is the time to use up your Never Waste tickets, flexbook vouchers, coupons, or whatever else you might have that can get you tickets before Sunday. You can get those tickets simply by calling 877-99-CURVE, visiting the PNG Field box office, or online at altoonacurve.com. Come celebrate the worst ever baseball player in history, Altoona's own John Gokenauer, in a limited edition baseball card giveaway with the Altoona Curve. Making memories for 25 seasons.
0: Now, let's go back to Under Review on Connect FM. Here again, Bob Anderson, Dave Glass, and Dave Herzing.
2: And we're back. And before we get lost, Dave uh, wanted to bring up Mason Martin. Uh, Shout out to him and his family. He collapsed on the field Friday night during the third quarter of their game against Red Bank. He plays for Carn City. Suffered a severe brain bleed and collapsed lungs. Uh along our hearts go out to him and his family, Dave. Yeah, and this this hits me pretty hard. Some of you know ten years ago I had a, a
1: son who was in a bad car accident and had a traumatic brain injury, and he was unresponsive for months. So I know a little bit of what the, what that's like, the uncertainty of it, and just just the it's just awful. Yeah. I wouldn't wish that had my worst enemy. And and I and we had just watched Martin. Uh, I was down there uh, watching the uh, Dubois game at Carn City. Uh, What a tremendous player I've seen him for years. And uh, yes, certainly our hearts go out to the family and and we certainly hope that young man has a, a swift and complete recovery.
2: Yes, for sure. All right, it is time to get lost, though, Dave, and I'm going to let you hit up the get lost first because you said you had a plethora.
1: Well, I, I certainly have one from today. Uh, to this, the Pirates won. They took two out of three from Milwaukee, and, of course, everybody's happy about that, but everybody always forgets the calls that go your way. They always complain about the ones that don't. But the last pitch of that game today from C.B. Buckner was a foot out stop. It was not even close, and, and, it, and it was a huge impact on the game
2: because it was a 3-2 pitch. So C.B. Buckner get lost <laughs> time for robo umps no 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 get lost to that idea too okay well i'm gonna say get lost to the 90 degree heat i took a walk ah. after school today uh, i love it in the summertime but now that it's september that heat can go oh, I, lo- I love the heat. I get lost hashtag get lost Winter. yeah <laughs> well that too and and how about the pirates shutting down paul Skeens? i mean again it comes back to timing i feel bad for those fans that went out and bought altoona curve tickets so get lost to that did you miss any part of our show tonight? You can download the podcast the next day or go back and visit past episodes on connectradio.fm. You can find us on Facebook by searching Under Review Sports Talk or follow us on Twitter at UnderReviewFM. Until next time, thanks for listening.